want to bring the message of the Word of God. I want to appreciate, and even before beginning, thank you so much for your giving. Uh, I want to believe that as we experience what we have been happening, uh, those of you who have faithfully supported the mission of the church will continue the same. Even as you follow this service at home, some of you will be following this service even after the time frame of which we are transmitting, but our virtual platform remain open so that you can continue. Uh, we appreciate you for your payment of tithe. And again, we appreciate the fact that when the church opened, the, the uh, government uh, lifted the restrictions, you all came back and uh, you, you, you are very faithful. And even for this time in which we are not meeting, I believe that uh, you will be committed to pray and you will be faithful to ensure that you watch this program from a position uh, of where you are be able to you're able to take notes and engage. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the giving. We thank you for the members of Deliverance Church. Wherever they are across this city and even others who may watch us from around the world. Jehovah God, we are in the Easter season and we thank you for the sacrifice you made. You are a God that works miracles. As we continue in prayer, we pray for those that are still hospitalized for COVID that they will be healed. Those who are isolated at homes, they will be healed. And I pray, dear Father, that this closure of in, uh, uh, coming together as congregation will be lifted, Lord God, soon, because the numbers will go down because of your power. Lord God, we continue to pray that you will prevail and overthrow every conspiracy of the enemy, especially, oh God, those that would want and enjoy the, the issues that are going on and especially the, the things that are surrounding this vaccine, that clarity will be there, that God, people will not feel anxious. We pray for the West, oh God, that nobody would want to maximize uh, the, the sale of these vaccines uh, and have any motive that is not sincere. We pray that you protect your people because you are a good God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I thank God because uh, he is a faithful God and we judge him righteous in all he does. And like we have been told uh, by the Interfaith Council, we need to encourage you to understand the reason why you can't come to church is because of the realities of what has happened in the infections. But you and I, I usually believe we have a very, very key role to pray as believers and churches across the world to bring this thing down. Because I believe when God looks from heaven, before he sees the civil government, he looks at his body, the church. And I pray that the church will arise to be able to deal with the challenge that the government cannot be able to handle 
because this challenge uh, has defiled the medical science and we know the nations have been in very, very serious frustration around the world. But we are looking to God as our hope and confidence. Hallelujah. I want to read several scriptures that will guide my sermon today. The first one is Romans chapter number 8. If you can visit with me and you will bring it up, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 10 and 11. It says that if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But, this is a very, very special scripture, and I hope you are reading from your living room or wherever you are watching this. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Uh, the title of my sermon is Experiencing Resurrection Power. And uh, we are going to read another scripture so that we establish the authority of our message today. We've opened uh, also the book of Philippians chapter number 7. Verse, uh, sorry, Philippians chapter number 3, verse 7 to 11. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. But what things were gained to me, those I have counted loss. For the, let's move on. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, our Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, I will, this is a continuation of last Sunday's sermon. How do we cultivate our relationship with God? There are three things that are important for every one of us in our mission of cultivating uh, a good relationship with God. By putting our faith in him, believing he is the son, he is, the, you know, believing that Christ is the son of God, believing that the event we celebrate as we think about the Easter season, there is a election, really did take place. And wanting him to make, and wanting him to make you and I a new creation. So, faith. I, I was watching just before coming to church this morning, the service transmitted live from uh, Lagos, uh, the Winners Chapel. And I, I, was, I, I told my wife, uh, those, those must be amazing people because uh, if this is life, and they are in Africa, they are in a different kind of Africa than us. 
because I didn't see them having any social distance. I didn't see them wearing masks. I said, Lord, what's the difference between uh, this man of Winner's Chapel and those of us where we are? But one thing I want to say is that what will help us, each one of us individually, is our faith in God. And I must need to emphasize that our security is in our trust in God. And what is God, what God is doing anywhere around the world for those who enjoy protection, it is because of our faith in God. Another thing that is critical, we, we run in this account is by spending time in prayer. By spending time in prayer. Prayer alone and with others. Talking to God builds our relationship with him. And I pray that even all of you who are at home or wherever you are, that this you not consider now that you don't have to come uh, on a Sunday morning, you are going to take a break from prayer. Because like I've said many times, what would deliver this nation from COVID-19 is the prayer of the saints. I believe that some of the people who have, who have to give advice to the government for what they have to do, they, they really have never known the power of God. And I can say that without fear of contradiction. But you and me, as a believer, as a preacher, as a teacher of the word, we have a responsibility to demonstrate that we believe in the power of God and be able to disciple even those within government and wherever they are to know that there are things that are beyond man, but God is able to do them. And one of these is how COVID will be overthrown by the power of God. Spending time in prayer. Number three, by faithfully following God's command. As we pray and read the Bible. Notice, pray and read the Bible. Now, this is just a wrapping up of what I did not say last week in the knowledge of God and, uh, and that wrapping up of cultivating. Let us now talk about knowing the power of resurrection. This is the second part of Paul's desire. First he said that I may know Christ. And he said, Father, know the power that raised him from the dead. Note that Paul does not ask God for more power. Instead, he asked God that he might know the resurrection power. Hallelujah. You know, notice that this, he already has this incomparable great power for us who believe, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. I want to submit to you that the greatest force that God demonstrated was in raising Christ from the dead. And because he lives, you and I shall live also. It is the promise of God. We have already looked at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Uh, if you are there, we can be able to examine this scripture. It says that the eye of your understanding may be enlightened. 
that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And verse number 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly praises. All Christians have his, this power. I say it is very clear this prayer of Apostle Paul is a prayer that we should identify with. What is the prayer that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened to know what is the hope of the calling we have received? And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead? and seated him at his right hand, the heavenly praise. All Christians have this power. I say you have this power as a believer. Do you know that this power is within us? And we just need to know how to activate that which is within us as believers. To dispel all fear and stand firm in the word of God. Our task is to tap the resurrection power. We have access to this incomparable great power. This resurrection power. Let us examine five factors of the resurrection power very quickly within the time that we have in this sermon today. Number one, experiencing forgiveness of sin. Sin has a hold on all of us without God. We become slaves of sin. But Christ through death and resurrection frees us from the power of sin. Hallelujah. You and I have been liberated by the power of resurrection from the bondage of sin. And the Bible says, we are not only free from the power of sin, but Jesus delivered, has delivered us in a sense that we are able to die to sin and be raised by him. And we are justified. Romans 4.25. The Bible says, who has delivered, who was delivered because of our offenses and was raised for our justification. I'm justified today because of the resurrection of Christ. Christ died as the necessary sacrifice of our sins, but has been raised to, his, to life. His resurrection is absolutely vital. As Paul has raised, as Paul has of course raised this particular issue, not just of justification, but he also tells us of how if Christ really never conquered death, then our faith would be vain. We would be still in our sins. But thanks be to God that Jesus is alive. He was raised from the dead and therefore we are justified because of him. The resurrection of Christ demonstrates once and for all that his sacrifice is all that is needed to pay the penalty of sin. It's so sad that in the Philippines, 
like it happens every year, there'll be people who will be crucified, literally. But what a waste of time for anybody to go to the cross. Because what Jesus did was final. You know, there is nothing anybody else need to do to enjoy this forgiveness. To enjoy the liberation from sin. Nothing further. Hallelujah. He did it all. Number two. Victory over sin. Victory over sin. Victory over sin is another factor of resurrection power. Christ's resurrection also empowers us to conquer sin in our lives. That we're able to put on the new self created to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Notice that. In Ephesians 4.24 And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And that is where we connect that great passage that if Christ, that if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. If you are practicing sin, habitual sin, it means that you are, your body is not dead to sin. And therefore, you have not experienced the power that raised Christ from the dead. We are reminded in this text a great, great truth. But if the spirit, but the spirit is right because of righteousness. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. You're talking about the spirit of God. You're talking about the Holy Spirit. If the spirit dwells in me and you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The book of 1 John chapter number 3 and verse number 2 and 3. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. One of the most regrettable things that we deal with every day is a testimony of people who profess Christ but they live in sin. It is a contradiction of the reality of what the word of God teaches. And I know the Bible says even if you sin, you know, they're, they're, of course we, we know very well how the scripture does it say that we have an advocate 
But we also know so well that the reality of continual or habitual sin bothers God because it's not his intention. That is not what God desires. No. That's not what God desires. God desires that we can know the life of purity, where we can walk in dignity and honor. And that should be the commitment that all of us make. God gives us the power to break sinful habits through the deselection power. That is why Apostle Paul has such a strong desire for this knowledge. We have the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead inside of us. I say you and I have the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And because we have this spirit, the spirit is able to break sinful habits so that we do not live as slaves of sin. The power of the resurrection breaks sinful habits. The spirit is the Holy Spirit of God. In this verse, Paul tells us that spirit can directly affect these death doomed or mortal bodies. We can overcome sin. We cannot overcome sin by willpower. We cannot allow sin to continue when we develop the walk in the spirit. We can believe that the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us. And the Holy Spirit helps us not just how to pray like we write in the word of God, but the Holy Spirit helps us to subdue our bodies to do the right things. How do we cultivate this? We do it by faith. We acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. We cultivate an awareness that he is there and embraces his help. As we meditate on, his, on this reality, it begins to manifest in our daily living. Number three, we all have a God-given redemptive purpose which we should faithfully execute. I say you and I have a redemptive purpose. And that redemptive purpose, we fulfill it because of the reality. And that is our ambassadorial position because we represent Christ and we execute his purpose. So, we appreciate the reality in our redemptive purpose, authority to become God's agents, to execute his purpose. And that is why we can celebrate the reality of the calling that God has given us. And it is so, so important that each one of us can celebrate the reality of what God has desired to make us. 
in his likeness. So, you and I have authority to become God's agents, to, ex to demonstrate our redemptive purpose, to execute what God's will. God has a, pos a positive purpose in our salvation. He has determined that we are to be his agents of change in the world. God empowers us to only, not only to defeat said sin, but also to share and display his loving message to the world. Jesus says, you and I are the light of the world. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Appealing to the world, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Number four, conformed to the likeness of Christ. The resurrection power's greatest accomplishment is in conforming us to the likeness of Christ. We are forgiven for our sins, enabled to overcome sin, appointed as ambassadors, and perfected in his love. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse 18, but we all are with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Think of everything about yourself that you don't like. Think about all the habits, all the negative characteristics, the things you have wanted to change and have tried to change but failed. God will deal with every one of those things when you experience the resurrection power. You are made into a perfect creation. You become like Jesus. To be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him. Through the resurrection power, we become the perfect bride of Christ. Spotless, blameless, loving, kind, strong, transformed in his likeness. This is executed only by the resurrection power. Number five, victory against the devil and his kingdom influence is another benefit of the resurrection power. Victory against the devil and his kingdom influence. It was through his death and resurrection that Jesus was given a name that is above every name. And this means a power above every power. That is what we trust in. A power above every power. And that is why we cannot bow to fear of any disease. 
Because Jesus conquered death and is alive forevermore. We have supernatural power that keeps us. Because Jesus conquered death. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. And being found in appearance as a man. Hallelujah. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. And given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow. Hallelujah. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ. Is Lord. Notice. Every tongue should confess. Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Go to the next verse. Hallelujah. Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I submit to you today, Jesus has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the devil. I say we have the power. Knowing this power will make us exercise our rightful authority over the powers of darkness and we will not be afraid of the powers of darkness. Resurrection is the central truth to Christianity. If the resurrection was a mirage, we would be all of all men most miserable. The resurrection must be true. If we are going to access the resurrection power, remember we celebrate today forgiveness of sin, victory over sin. We have been made ambassadors we conform to his image and we have victory over the devil. I say we have victory over the devil. That is why we stand here today. I stand in this pulpit today. I stand in this altar today as a testimony of God's faithfulness. It is not because of my strength. It is not because of my power. But because of the resurrection power. And I believe God watches over his word to perform it. If I continue to encourage you, even as you have to be home the next couple of weeks, we don't know how long, but we believe and pray it's going to be soon that we can enjoy the fellowship we have been enjoying. I'm praying that God will remember this nation and that God will raise men and women who will stand in the gap and hold firm to the horns of the altar until we overthrow this deadly disease that has snatched some life. This deadly disease that is ravaging and has created fear and anxiety that has been a reason of a lost economy 
Only God is our hope. Kwake Yesu na si mama di mwamba ni sarama coming Sunday to the Easter weekend which again we may just do the same we are doing what we are doing today we're gonna to be talking about the fact of how the stone was rolled away a very significant thing and the account talks about as the stone was rolled away the angel the angel that rolled the stone sat on the stone in defiant of all authorities and that is the authority we enjoy through the resurrection power let's bow down to prayer for prayer if you have had this sermon you're not born again i want to make a special appeal to you you can know the savior today i'm inviting you to a prayer of confession Whenever you do this, there's a number on the screen and you will communicate and you will receive some communication from our staff in the next 24 hours to encourage you and to be able to affirm your faith. Say this, Dear Lord Jesus, this day I pray and I desire to experience the resurrection power. This day, I call upon your holy name. Would you help me, Jesus, to experience the grace of salvation? Forgive me of all my sins and give me that hope that no one can take from me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. And maybe you're out there and you're not feeling too good. Whatever is your situation, we're going to pray for you for healing. Father, there are people out there who are not feeling well. Some of them are going through fear and anxiety. God of heaven, would you remember them? Oh, Father, even those who may have people who are sick and infected of COVID. God, I pray that you renew their confidence and hope in you that this disease will be defeated. Father, I pray for the nation of Kenya. 
especially the five counties which have been declared the red zone Jehovah I pray that you remove the reproach that comes with COVID-19 infections continuing to rise that God in your masses these numbers will start going down Dear Father, I pray that you will show mercy. Forgive us of any sin that the devil can hold as a ground of tormenting our minds and creating anxiety. Let us experience the power that raised you from the dead and help us to walk in purity and in honor. Forgive us. Cleanse us. And more, more importantly, heal us. Lord, I pray for everybody associated with Deliverance Church Langata. Whenever they watch this program, remind them of the things that you have spoken to us in this altar. So that they do not give room to fear and anxiety. Regardless of what they are dealing with. And they will know that their lives are hid in you, Jesus Christ, and in God. And we enjoy the covering under the blood where the devil can do us no harm because that is what you have purchased in your redemption package. We thank you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.